welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast which discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Cathy Reed, and today we are coming to you live from the Rain Dance Film Festival 2020. Our guests for today are Sadie Frost, Lee Hunter, Anna Martin, and Lee Knight. And today we will be discussing the effects of isolation on creativity, amongst many other things mental health related. So first of all, we'll just go really quickly round, and you can all introduce yourselves. Um, it's much more interesting than me telling everyone about you um, and let us know what it is that you do. And then we'll move on to some questions. So um, if we can start, I'll just go around on my screen. So if we start with um, Lee Knight. Oh, I'm first. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, I, my name is Lee Knight. Obviously, I'm, um, I'm an actor, uh, first and foremost. Um, I'm also a writer, a bit of a writer. Um, and recently I've uh, been hosting a website called The Audition Room, which helps graduates and supports people auditioning for drama school in strange times. Um, so supporting them, learning how to manoeuvre to a self-tape rather than um, an in-room, inside-the-room audition. So that's, yeah, that's a bit about me. Fantastic. Um, and otherly, Lee Hunter, let's come to you next. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm also an actor um, and, a, and a writer. Um, and a fledgling filmmaker, I've just uh, recently sort of put my first film project onto the film circuit. So that's doing the rounds at the moment, which is, uh, it's been great. And it's been kept me busy throughout this uh, crazy time that we're living in. Absolutely. And we'll ask you about that later. Anna, let's go to you next. I am also an actor, uh, not a writer. Haven't quite, haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> uh, just an actor, graduated a few years ago. So just sort of in this world from Scotland and living in London. Fantastic, and Sadie. Um, hi, yeah, I'm, um, I'm an actor and um, I've just been directing a documentary and some short films recently. So I can act, direct and produce and have a film company called Blonde to Black Pictures. Um, so I do a bit of, a bit of everything. Fantastic. So um, just for time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to direct a question to each of you. And then if there's any time during that little segment uh, and anyone's got anything that they want to jump in on or any thoughts that they have, then we can absolutely do that. And then uh, finally, I'll ask uh, a general open question for discussion for all of you uh, before we move on to any questions from anyone listening. So Sadie, let's start with you. You produced and directed the short film Contact, which was filmed at the end of London's COVID-19 lockdown. Now, the film explores the vulnerability, loneliness and anxiety that's felt by young people during this period that is 2020. Um, are these feelings that you yourself have felt during lockdown and why was it important to you to show these feelings on screen? Um, the thing is, yeah, so I'm a mum of four um, and I was in lockdown with... Um, you know, um, my my kids are kind of teenagers and, and and young people now, and I was in lockdown with them and some of their friends, and I I was really aware of for that generation the effect of um, how the lockdown was on their mental health, and I just wanted to kind of try and keep them their mood up and keep them going and expressing and being creative. So we started shooting in different, you know, just on iPhones and things for magazines like Wonderland or Love Magazine, and contact came about was just the whole the fact that everybody was really resilient but they were really struggling and there was you know obviously the loneliness and um I was seeing a lot of young people kind of relapse and 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 having problems with addiction and I also had a very close friend of mine's um child take their life so I was very affected by you know for me it was completely selfless it was just about that generation so I just wanted to try and give everybody around me you know some encouragement and to do something so we just worked out a way to do it you know in, in in different bubbles and with cameras and different techniques and and we ended up being really productive um I think it was really important for myself but but just to kind of give something some kind of hope to them and it is about hope this film yeah definitely absolutely and and how did you um, you've mentioned about how you filmed in those little bubbles and everything how did you find kind of the process of of creating the film did it feel really really different especially after so much time when we when we were stuck inside or was it exciting to be creating again I think because I was kind of the whole way through lockdown um around you know my my a lot of 
energy and, and my bubble and my kids and, and, and my especially my son Raf who's an actor and um, we were doing quite a lot of stuff so everything to seem like an evolution and I was editing a documentary that I've been directing we were doing bits and pieces and everything just kind of it just felt really organic and then when we had the idea for this it was just as things were slowly um you know, being not so tight and 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 we were just looking at the news every day, like, can we do this or can't we do that? And how do we get costumes? And, you know, yes, we could order them on Amazon and we could get makeup and we could do certain things. But what were we, you know, there was so, it's so confusing. And as we all know, it's going to be very confusing today with the announcement. And, you know, but I, we just kind of got on and, and did it and just hope for the best that it would all come together and, and gel. And we were just communicating over, yeah, FaceTime, trying on a on a whatsapp group with all the kids and just saying you know how do you feel about this character and 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 just trying to get them to really see the kind of also the the psychedelic kind of side of this 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 short film about William Blake and Primrose Hill and 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 this kind of you know all just you know being able to make contact at some point yeah fantastic I think it's so important that films like this are made about this time and especially affecting our young people I think this is going to have an effect on a generation that we can't really we can't really understand or explain and I don't think we'll know the true effect for for several years thank you so much Sadie for that Uh, before we move on to Lee Hunter does anyone have anything to add maybe about feeling anxious or feeling uh, lonely during this time yeah I think um I, I think, people, well, I don't know, I can only speak from my experience of this, but I think there's waves of feelings. Like I remember at the beginning of this sort of having this rush of like, I need to keep active and start starting podcasts and talking to everybody all the time and just having lots of communication. And I almost overwhelmed with that. And then I went into the reverse of that, kind of going in on myself a little bit and sort of becoming a bit more reclusive. And I think I've started to find a little bit more of a balance now. But I think, yeah, I think a lot of people have had different journeys with this about, what they want communication wise and what they need and how they're dealing with it and it's been um it's been interesting speaking to a lot of different people about how they've reacted to it and what they've needed um in this time and i think yeah i think it's it's about that awareness isn't it and about how we, we're all different in that sense i guess That's yeah come to realize i guess absolutely absolutely and I think that as well the longer that this goes on we're having to find different ways of working and different coping mechanisms I think when if we were having this conversation back in April we were maybe hoping that by the summer we'd be back to normal and now obviously things are not going back to normal for a while unfortunately but Lee Hunter let's move on to you so your um, debut film On My Own focuses on mental health and suicide which is the biggest killer of men in the UK under the age of 45 Now, this was shot before lockdown, but the content of it is perhaps even more prevalent and even more raw now. So tell us about about the film and what the response has been to it so far. And do you think that the issues that are brought up in it have become more obvious during lockdown for you? Uh, That's a great question. Um, So the film uh, came about, it was initially actually an idea based loosely on a a true event. So... um, I experienced suicide in my family. I lost my sister in 2012 um, to suicide. And I never wanted, I always wanted to sort of tell a story that could stoke conversation and and create that awareness. But I didn't want to make it about my situation or my experience. Um, And in between acting, I sort of put my dad runs a fire protection company. And one day I was out doing a bit of labouring for him. And we were in this big um, corporate building in London in town. And it was an oval-shaped building which had sort of a, an internal courtyard at the bottom of it, basically. And uh, we were being uh, sort of shown around by the site manager. And he said, oh, a few days ago here, one of the financiers on the top floor, and he pointed up to the top floor, um, came out onto the balcony. And he, he jumped, jumped off and, and, and took his life. And for that entire day, I was just sort of thinking, you know, A, what, what could, could, could have driven him to do that? And, and also, what would I do if I was in the situation where I saw someone in that position and, and how I'd have a conversation. And um, so that idea was kind of always in the back of my mind. And about five years ago, I was living with another actor. Both of us were out of work and moaning about lack of opportunities and stuff. And I saw um, a scratch night. A friend of mine was running a scratch night at a, a pub theatre, the King's Head in London. Mm. And I, was it the King's Head or was it the Red Lion pub? I think it was the old Red Lion actually. And, uh, so we we submitted the piece and uh, me and Tony workshopped it 
And Tony's brother is a film editor and he came to watch it and he said, guys, this, this would make a great short film. Um, and that idea hadn't really crossed my mind. Um, so I spent a couple of years adapting it to screen and um, I got a production company on board who, who were very interested in, and we shot the film. Um, and yeah, uh, so to answer the final part of the question, I think, yeah, more so in lockdown, you know, you see in the news all the time that mental health cases are rising, you know, throughout all of this. And I think the message from the film is that I don't, we don't prescribe to say this is how you should deal with this situation. I mean, the character that I play is very messy and clunky and clumsy with his approaches and the different tactics that he tries. And it's, you know, in no way the right way to do it. But I think the important thing is that he does try and have that conversation and he does try and talk to the guy no matter how clumsy and, you know, whether it's right or wrong, he, he tries to have that conversation. And I think now more than ever that it's important that we try and have those conversations and we try and sort of open up to each other and be there for each other because more and more it's over this kind of forum, I know. But, um, yeah, that, that face-to-face contact isn't there, but I think we can we can still do it in, in these ways. And it's great industry-wise. I think the positive is that we're having these discussions like we're having now. Um this way and 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 i think that's that's the amazing side of the positive side that's come out of lockdown is that we we're we're having these conversations you know yeah absolutely um and just to just to stay on the topic of men's mental health um we often talk about it a lot on the podcast we we seem to have more um women come on the podcast than men and it's maybe because there's still um a stigma surrounding men discussing their mental health and it's definitely something that um in wider society people are trying to um to talk about more lee i'll just keep keep this one with you um is there is there something that you think needs to change in society that will allow men to discuss their mental health more openly because it it really is the statistics are are shocking uh yeah i do yeah i i still think there's um a big stigma in society attached to mental health i think it's getting better um but i i remember i i felt like i needed to do something when i lost my sister and uh i decided to jump out of a plane for charity and, and raise money for her and i'll never forget i was in a restaurant and a waiter came over to me and i had a charity t-shirt on and he went oh you're raising money you're doing something and i told him what i was doing and he asked me about the charity and it was for bipolar uk and he actually said to me if i don't know that i wouldn't have given you the money and i just thought wow you know that's incredible because he didn't think it was a worthwhile cause and I'm not saying that you know that's one guy that's not like a general (laughs) perspective but that sat with me and I just thought wow that's that's actually an attitude towards it I don't think it's that extreme through society but I do think there is still that underlying stigma I can't think of a better word uh, attached to, to, to mental illness and um with regards to men yes I know three guys i played a lot of football growing up and I know three guys from various football teams and from pubs and stuff when I was growing up that have taken their lives around my age. I'm 35 now. Um, and we were talking about it. I had a Christmas do with my old football team last year and we were talking about it. And I do just think that we don't, we bought, you know, guys more so than the women bottle it up and we don't talk to each other. And I'm really lucky that I, you know, I think it's part of being um, in the sort of film and theatre world and stuff. I'm really lucky that I've got a really close-knit group of friends that I can touch upon if I'm in difficult times and stuff. But I don't know if everybody has that or feels that they can lean on that. So I think that's part of the reason to do with it. And it's that kind of, it's a very old British thing, but that stiff upper lip that some guys feel like they have to have, especially in like the masculine um, environments of like construction sites and things like that, which I have worked on guys don't show that side of things they just they just hide it and um i think that's more dangerous than anything uh, like yeah. i said that's, that's why i'm trying to stoke these conversations and discussions with the film and, and show that it's, it's, it's okay to talk about it actually definitely and that's why it's so important that films like yours and sadie's film get made and these discussions continue to happen and that's why we started the podcast in the first place was to discuss the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts it's something that affects so many of us and we really do need to talk about it thank you so much lee for for that so anna let's move uh, on to you next you were able to go to the venice film festival in september uh, for the film the shift which you starred in and it seems almost impossible that an in-person festival 
even took place this year. Um, and on the topic of work during lockdown and this year, a lot of work has been created remotely over lockdown. Um, and you have also done a lot of creative work um, remotely as well and filming on set during this time. Have you found that your ability to focus and create has been the same over the last few months or has it been tricky to work in difficult conditions? I do think I've been very lucky in the projects that I got to do and like even going to Venice and stuff like I was able to do those things and in a way they didn't change. So even like radio dramas and things like that that I got a chance to do, I was still going into a building and doing the radio drama do you know what I mean? I, I, it wasn't massive, massively different from in the real world how it would happen. Though I had like shows and things I was supposed to be in that of course got cancelled and it changed my life in that way. But in terms of corona jobs that I was able to do in being an actor, I think I've been quite lucky that I got I got to actually take part in it and still be creative. My mind hadn't got to the place yet of like, I'm starving. I need like a lifeline here, something to like keep me going. I hadn't got to that stage yet but in saying that in every job it was still like the chat you can't escape what's going on in the world because no that's what all everyone was talking about ever so although you are doing something creative it was all revolved around and trying to reflect the world we're in so even when you've got a holiday from like that weird lockdown place you're not really because it's all everyone. So it's, it's all that's on anyone's mind, and you don't know who in the room if it's affected people or people's families. You, so I find that I find that difficult when I'm in conversations about it, because some people will be more nonchalant than others, and a bit more oh whatever, and that makes me uncomfortable because I'm like you don't know these people in this room, you don't know what they've had to go through. So I find I find the chat more difficult than the work. The work's like, great, let's just read the script. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I think that that kind of relates a bit in terms of mental health. You don't know what someone else in the the room has gone through. And I think that's why it's important when, when working on projects that kind of um, explore mental health, that there is that provision there to be able to, um, to have someone who is maybe like an expert or a counsellor, someone that can be referred to, um, or someone on a job that um, we, we always say, what, what we would love is that every production has an on-site counsellor and that that's someone that you know you can go to, that you know who the first aider is. So who's mm. the person that you go to if you're having a bad day? Um, who's the person who you go to if you're struggling um, from so from your experience on um, working during lockdown um, have you found that there's been a bit more of a shift towards maybe looking after people's mental health a little bit better because we're aware of the really like tough times that we're going through yeah I think so I think all the time even in zoom calls and things the first thing that people say or even auditions every audition that I've done the little awkward chat at the beginning always starts with oh how's it been oh how are you getting on and I'm like you've had this conversation 12 times today you don't you don't care but it's like you need to do it to be like we're all aware that it's a really bad time so even the kindness to sort of put that forward with every conversation I think is a bit more careful but in this industry, I think we're very lucky that we're a bit careful with it because in other industries, like Lee was saying about like um, construction and things, they don't have that. And they're still living what we're living, but they don't have that same care and delicacy over like, but how are you actually, how are you actually doing? And if this is triggering for you, we can take a step back or leave anytime you want. They don't get that. They need to do things. I think we're very privileged and yeah. I think we've got, for the most part, a very supportive industry in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just open this up to, to everyone else on, on the topic of kind of focus and creativity. Um, and if kind of like isolation has had an effect on that, does anyone want to jump in? Maybe maybe Sadie, because you, you made a film during, during this time and made it during lockdown. Did you still find that you were as focused as you've been able to be before? Or was the outside world and everything going on and all the daily briefings, was that affecting you in any way? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was good to have a distraction and, and and have focus. And I did that short film, and then I did a couple of others after. And then I started what thinking about yeah, we had to you know edit the film and 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 pull it all together. 
um, and finish it really quickly because one, I wanted to enter it into um, this festival, but also to um, get it shown. Like I, I thought it was really good to get it out there and get it like Love Magazine. You know, they have like a million people who um, watch their YouTube channel and, you know, I just wanted to get it out there. And I also kind of linked up with Centerpoint and some mental health charities. And we did a screening at the Everyman, a screen on the green in Islington. Um, and then, so it wasn't just about the film. We did a panel with some young people and people from Centerpoint and some homeless kids. And it was about joining people up. So I joined up some different charities from Centerpoint to mental health to arts um, and um, drama kind of charities. So all the kids could kind of, because sometimes what I was finding was that the charities and, and, and the support to young people was segregated to one area rather than everyone working together. So we did this night and we had some poetry um, with, the, with a young guy who had relapsed in lockdown and he'd gone to rehab. So everybody was talking. And for me, it was like as if just anybody could talk about um, you know, they were all, all the young people were just helping each other. So that was what was important. It wasn't just about making the film. It was the whole kind of movement and the kind of press. And, and, and my son has become very um, vocal about him talking about, um, you know, what, what, what some of you, you guys are saying about, um, you know, men and, and mental health and suicide because he, he him, himself has lost some friends. So every day you see on his Instagram, please, you know, check in, check with all your buddies, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and it is a daily thing. You know, we it, we all need to be doing this daily, but it's good, yeah, to focus on creative outlets. And, you know, every time I feel down and, and all that kind of stuff, I, I just reach for something creative and and that is a healing process and, 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 and reach out to other people and hopefully that's healing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Sadie. And thank you, Anna, for your input earlier. Um, so finally, we'll move on to uh, Lee Knight. So as you mentioned in your uh, intro, this year you've launched the Audition Room, which offers classes, workshops, coaching and mentoring to actors auditioning for drama schools and in all other areas of their career. What with seemingly everything being online now, um, and it will be for the foreseeable future, um, we think, how do you find ways to create a sense of community within these sessions? A sense of community. I think um, I think people are just, especially now at this stage, now we, we've had lockdown and we kind of came out of lockdown and now we're possibly moving into another sort of lockdown. I think people feel that just that need to connect in some sense. You know, creativity is connection isn't it and Kay Tempest has got this wonderful new best-selling book called um, uh, Connection which is I highly recommend it it's all about how we as humans connect um, and I think that um, creating something like that website just gives people the opportunity to sort of be part of a class that they can't participate in in person at the moment so it's as near as we can get I suppose to having some kind of uh you know, watching other people work and feeding off each other's energy because classes aren't happening as they normally would be. So um, me moving that online was something I kind of always wanted, actually, I always wanted to kind of push this website and create workshops um, that were all by working actors, people within the industry, directors that um, could pass on their kind of knowledge to young creatives and um, motivate them. Um, and lockdown gave me the opportunity to kind of sit back from my own career and breathe and actually put that, get that all set up, which is something I never allowed, I never gave myself the time to do. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of uh, been a really nice way for me to kind of just move what I enjoy doing onto onto online, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know that uh, you, I mean, you helped out on our um, grads program this year, which we were really grateful for. Um, and I know that you've also done a lot of work uh, sitting on audition panels in for, for drama schools. Um, yeah. And I think that especially, especially this year, it, auditioning for drama school I think by the time lockdown happened a lot of the drama school auditions had had happened already but I think especially this year it does seem like a lot of stuff is going to be 
online. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's maybe listening to this now or someone who's listening to it later on when, when we release it, who is considering auditioning for drama school this year, but a lot of it's going to be online. Do you have any um, words of advice that might help them if they're feeling like they might not be able to get across their their personality and kind of their energy, um, not in a room, but on a screen? I think that, um, I think it's uh, understanding that so much of our industry is now moving online. And that's been the case for a while, I think. I, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, all the actors here would agree that a lot of auditions now via self-tape, I filmed um, a couple of jobs last year, which I got purely off of a self-tape. So um, sometimes directors and producers are already on location, um, you know, out in Budapest or wherever it might be, and they actually haven't got time to meet you. There's no, you know, there's no, it will be all from a tape. So I think putting it into a positive way, when I was at drama school, when I trained, we did nothing um, on camera work, really, nothing at all. So um, looking at the positives, this is an opportunity, and, it, and actually it has been a real opportunity for for um, I've got a buddy who's in the third year at Drama Centre at the moment. We've been assigned these buddies just to, to help support them through a difficult year. And um, we spoke yesterday and it's and they've never even looked at camera work. So m transitioning to a self-tape and getting them to understand the importance of, of nailing your self-tape. I mean, the casting director, Amy Hubbard, sent a tweet out the other day saying, actors, be warned, your tapes are becoming more important than ever. We are casting from tape, like, you know, practice, practice, practice. So I think this has been an opportunity for, for students and young actors, especially people auditioning for drama school to actually experience something they wouldn't normally audition unless they were out in the industry auditioning, going for jobs, which obviously is a luxury for, you know, a lot of actors out there just can't get in that initial door. It's very tough. Um, so I think this is an opportunity for them to sort of learn a really important skill um yeah and they worry they worry a lot about not being in the room but um you know we're we're used to we're used to watching stuff online we're used to now especially we're used to having these interviews conversations so it I would say it doesn't hinder you in any way at all if anything we as a panel audition panel or if we're watching tapes we get to sit and pause and rewind and actually take you in completely without any distractions because we're sitting having a cup of tea at home. So, you know, that's that's the positive side of things. Um, Can I on that as well, just to, yeah. like, support what you're saying? I had been moaning about the same thing. Like, I just feel like I can't get my personality across in the room and, oh, I hate it. I hate doing tape. I'm crap at tapes, all that. And a casting director once said to me, you probably wouldn't have got in the room if we hadn't seen your tape. Like, the fact that we get, we can do tapes means we get to see like three times as many people but if we had to pick a third you probably wouldn't have made the third to get in the room so I was like oh <laughs> I was like oh so maybe it's a good thing because they can see a lot more people so I remember being like right it's a positive thing now got to turn it on its head and go this is a chance for me to be seen that I wouldn't normally get and that's because it's a self-tape which yeah, really helps yeah and and I um I, me and my partner actually uh, were very lucky. We shot a commercial um, for BT during lockdown, which was which was just so bizarre because I got a message from my agent saying this is this is a strange one, but they actually want you and your partner because of isolation and everything. Um, and we just set up a camera for an, which which I'd never done before. It's an actual audition online. I'd done self tapes, but I'd never actually done a Zoom audition online. And, um, you know, we're sitting in our spare room just, you know, and then someone comes on and does like this whole bizarre commercial audition, you know, how mad they are. And um, and we got that off off the self-tape, you know, we then we ended up shooting during lockdown. We ended up um, coming to London and shooting a commercial all in masks and, you know, for a few days. It was crazy. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I think that the industry, the industry is so resilient. You know, we've got to rem remember as, as, as tough as this is, um, we are so resilient and as, us as actors are so used to um, not working for so long. We are so used to hitting hurdles and having so much rejection. So for young actors who are hitting those hurdles now, well, this is only going to make them stronger and stronger and stronger and fight for what they really want to do, uh, whether it's writing their own work, filming their own work, whatever it is, they're going to have to really dig 
super deep and kind of go, well, how can I, how can I be creative? How can I maneuver around these new restrictions? So, you know, as, as, as tough and awful as it is at times, I think the positive spin is that we are all having to really, really dig deep about the stories we want to tell. And also what Sadie and Lee have both just created um, just shows you and this is just changing the subject slightly, but how important the arts are with all this nonsense about the arts not being important. I mean, we wouldn't be having these conversations about the, you know, problem with um, suicides and we just wouldn't be having these conversations if it wasn't for us connecting in an artistic sense. It, it just would not happen. So it just shows how vital it is. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And thank you, thank you, Anna, for your contribution to that too. I think that that is such a positive thing for um, perhaps people who are just graduating into the industry or just wanting to get into the industry, who for them, it looks completely different from what they imagined it to be in that there are positives going forward. And although it isn't exactly what they expected, um, it can be something extremely exciting. And there's probably even more opportunity to be able to make your own work and to make your own path in the industry now. 100%. Rather than trying to get, sorry, did you want to jump in there? The, no, I was just, I was just saying, like at the, the the creating your own work and 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 writing and these new opportunities of you know watching TV shows that are, mm. uh, are filmed on Zoom and you know people putting out uh, new writing and monologues. I do think that more there are more production houses, there are more people looking for diverse stories, you know, than ever before. So I do think that that putting a positive spin on it. For, for young actors, I think that um, hopefully when we come out of this, people are going to want more, more stories than ever before. <laughs> yeah, and to, to follow on from that as well, that, to, to keep a positive spin on it, there has been, I, I know we feel like, you know, we're all at home and, and isolated, but there's been this kind of, in the first lockdown, I'm sure if we have another one again, it might happen again, is was, there's that kind of community spirit of kind of all joining together and, you know, Spotlight were launching one-on-ones with casting directors. I met some casting directors throughout lockdown that I've, I've never been in the room with and that I've never seen. And I've had one-on-ones with them and, you know, they've, they've agreed to meet me for a coffee once all this is over and they've watched my film. And um, those opportunities have arisen because they kind of want to keep busy. They wanted to keep busy in lockdown as well. And they wanted to use their time effectively and, and meet actors that they hadn't met. And um, like I said, it looks like we're possibly going into a second lockdown. I'm sure that'll happen again. So that's a great opportunity for these young guys that are just coming into the industry and just starting out to to, to make those contacts. And and, and it's, it's it's very easy. You've just got to have a, a laptop with a camera and an internet yep. and, and and that's it. And um, so that's been one positive to sort of follow on from what Lee was saying there um, about about the sort of community spirit within the industry. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just before we move on to um, any questions that anyone listening might have, I've got a question for um, for all of you that I'd love all of you to to have a little bit of input in. Uh, we've kind of already covered a bit of positivity, but um, as we've been saying, uh, this podcast comes at a time of extreme uncertainty when we face the potential of a second lockdown in possibly 20 minutes, who knows. Um, <laughs> does anyone have any words of hopes for creatives who may be listening to this on how to stay creative and positive throughout this time based on your own experiences? Um, and if we just start with, I'll go around on my screen again, if we can start with Lee Knight, that would be great. Um, so the question was how how we can stay creative? Yeah, just any, any from, from your own personal experiences, um, how can we stay creative and positive? Like, do you have any words of hope for anyone who might be feeling a bit... Ugh, about possibly going into another lockdown I think that the what the first thing I will say is that we're all in this together and I know that sounds a bit of a cliche but we really are I mean when we went in the first lockdown I think we sort of, there was something for me anyway there was something like that made me sort of breathe a little bit and actually sort of stop the rat race for a moment and while everyone was posting monologues and everything online there was a moment where I was just like Do you know what we're all just stopping we're all in this together and I think um I think it's given us an opportunity to really dig deep about what our creative voice is. And I think it's made us, you know, maybe just um, realize what, why we are artists, why what we do is so important to us because 
to stay in this industry in a time that's so tough I think you you are forced to kind of really ask yourself my god what 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 do I bring what do I you know what what really matters to me and when you hear stories like Sadie and Lee's about that that work that's been created with with those important stories you just realize that that's you know we we all need to find out what stories we want to tell and somehow do it however whatever medium it is whatever you know however we're watching more tv and listen to more audio than ever before and I think um just read watch learn and use the opportunity to just just be as inspired as you can be and and also let go as well I think also there's an element of just taking all that in and actually just letting go and trusting that your next step will come don't force it absolutely thank you uh Lee Hunter let's come to you next yeah I think I think Lee's articulated that brilliantly I think for me talking from my own personal experience of, of the first lockdown was um just, just to take things in your stride, in, not in your stride, that's the wrong way of putting it, but if you wake up one day and you don't feel like writing off to people or uh, writing a script or, you know, you're not feeling creative, that's okay. You know, you don't, there's enough pressure with what's going on in the world without putting that pressure on yourself. And I think a lot of us where we have been still, we felt like the need to do stuff, but that, 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 you don't have to. Uh, if it's there, great. I've found real inspiration from watching other people's projects in lockdown and, and short films in in the festivals that my films have been in, and thinking, oh, that's amazing. I, I you know, I, I want to write something else, and that's kind of kept me going. Or speaking to friends in the industry, directors, and how are you doing, and just checking in and having those conversations, and then bouncing ideas off of each other, and and just keeping those creative conversations going has really helped me personally uh, keep motivated and keep inspired. Um, but th- then I've had days where I've woken up and uh, I've been halfway through a script at the point, you know, and I've taken a day away and just gone for a walk in the woods and, and that's okay. Um, I think it's individually, we have to look at how we're feeling and, uh, and, and analyze that and, and be okay with that and not, not a heap load of pressure on, but, um, like Lee said, we're all in it as a community. Um, you know, the industry will be there after, after all this, we'll all make sure of that. It may be very different. I'm sure a lot of things will change. Um, but it will be there and um, you know like like Lee said I think that's the most important part is that we're all in it together yeah definitely thank you Lee Um, Anna let's come to you next yeah much the same I think I find that a really hard question Um, but I think just like living it like living whatever you're in at the moment or however it makes you feel like actually going through what this what lockdown's putting you through if that makes sense gibberish but like if you're angry like really experience that emotion of being angry about it and like being upset about it or being like at a loss like I think there's something quite enjoyable if you delve into it a bit which is obviously a very privileged position thing to say but like if you enjoy it a bit as an actor it can come in handy and, you know, you might be playing a part one day, blah, blah, blah. And mm. it could come back around where you could use those things and talk to people about it and like what makes you passionate. And because if you're upset, someone else is upset in your close friend group or in your family or, or angry, people are experiencing the same thing as you, no doubt. So I think actually going into that and writing about it, even if it's like a diary entry or if it's a big text that you want to send to your mate about what you're mad about, I think those those things can be useful to 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 have experience and to have felt in order to act it one day, if that makes sense. I think it can be a really useful tool. So we're going through something absolutely mental right now that none no one's ever had before, and we get to decide how we react to that. So we have got the first unauthentic view of how we are feeling and the people living this. We're not like thinking about someone that survived the world war and watching movies on what it must feel like. We are feeling it now. So like take the time to feel it now and live, live the pandemic. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for that contribution. Um, And finally, Sadie, um, do you have anything to add to it? Um, I think what I just really wanted to kind of um, use my time to learn things that I hadn't had chance to learn before. And I think because I've been based in in producing and the money and the business and 
the boring bit of, of like funding films. I really wanted to um, spend some time looking at kind of um, I started playing around with downloading different apps for my phone because I got to um, I got some photography jobs jobs like shooting some campaigns. And um, so I started yeah, filming things on my phone and then did a course um, at Raindance in cinematography. Um, so for me, it was just having that time to learn something that my whole life I hadn't, you know, had chance to do. And, um, you know, and, 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 and that's great because I've been able to have a much more of a, a visual approach to something, whereas I've had to have a, have a bit of a, a business head um, on me the last few years, which kind of gets a bit boring. So, you know, the directing side has been really interesting and learning about editing and, I'm very conscious of my um, Wi-Fi right now. I hope it's okay because I, I was seeing it was unstable, but I hope it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Thank you. Yes, we got we got what you said. Thanks so much. That sounds really interesting, Sadie. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, we've got um, someone has just put in a little chat box. I'm not sure if you can see, guys. Um, Barbara says, hi, I'm a doctor and a screenwriter. My experience I want to share is be kind to yourself right now, self-care, care for those you're in charge of, keep some sort of daily routine of exercise, mealtimes and connecting, socially distanced via telephone or online. If you have energy, start learning a new skill. As you said, Sadie, um, I think that's so important. And I know personally, that's something that a schedule has really helped me. And when I've not been sticking to a schedule, um, I've been on furlough for seven months. When I've not been sticking to a schedule, uh, my mental health has taken a decline. And when I have, it's definitely it's definitely helped. And I've started some new things personally um, this time as well. Um, I'm not sure if I can, I'm just trying to look at the Q&A. If anyone's got any questions, please, please put them in the chat or the Q&A. I do have some more questions for you guys. So what is something, we usually ask this on the podcast, uh, something that helps your mental health. What is something that has helped you personally with your mental health this year? Um, if we'll go backwards this time, so Sadie, if we can come to you first. Um, I think for me, you know, every morning, it's very important for me to check in. Um, you know, meditation and yoga is very, very important to me, but just grounding <coughs> and being around nature and just connecting to, um, you know, to the planet and just having some faith and just really just kind of having some trust and faith. But yeah, it's just really checking myself and, and, and you know, there's lots of really good calming meditation apps and, and, and like kind of sounds a bit weird, but Buddhist chanting and, and the kind of om sounds that really ground me because I can go off into all kinds of um, catastrophizing and mental health problems myself. And, you know, um, I've struggled with ADHD in my life and it's just about being calm and present and grounding and, and as you say, having a schedule and, 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 and just, yeah, having faith, I think is important. Fantastic. Um, Anna, what has helped you, your mental health during this time? Exercise. I think I'm not a big <laughs> exerciser but you know normally you're, well normally I'm quite busy you're quite busy doing different things and I think having not done anything for a long time I was like maybe I should give that exercise thing a go that everyone talks about so I did even if it was like half an hour a day just like dancing remembering that I love to dance I was like oh yeah I used to do like classes and I love this doing a little bit every day just well, it's, it automatically makes you feel better, the endorphins, even if that's for two hours of the day. If you're having a bad day, those two hours are a lot better after you've exercised. I feel like if you're in a low place, if you get up, go jog, do something, even doing like 10 press-ups, kind of forget for a bit. And I think it helps. Always the thought of getting up for exercise is always worse than actually doing the exercise in my experience it's definitely something I need to tell myself to do a little bit more yeah also but. no one's making you like no one's like telling you to like you know bleed over it no one's like <laughs> do 20 burpees you can do 15 do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh Lee Hunter what has helped your mental health this year what has helped my mental health this year um my writing escaping my writing has been lovely I've been doing that when I can um, but outside of that, I, I sort of touched on what Sadie said earlier, is, is, is doing things that I didn't do before, learning new skills. I, I got a DSLR camera for my birthday earlier on in the year, so I've been out um, on my bike. Again, exercise, again, is a huge part of my, my routine as, as generally when I'm acting, because obviously 
our work can be quite intermittent. So one thing I can structure in my life is my exercise. Um, so I, I used to go to the gym a lot. Obviously, that wasn't really an option for a lot of lockdown. So I was out running and cycling. I, I swapped sort of the gym for cycling. And I was discovering new places that I'd never been to before on my bike and taking my camera. I've got a little uh, bag, bag that I have on my back with my camera in it. And I'd just go and escape into woods and take pictures of little birds or flowers or you know and take the time to sort of just have a moment to do stand still and appreciate that which is something that you know in our busy lives where you know I'm juggling sort of uh, corporate role play jobs in between going off to a filming job or a voiceover or you know when we are busy and things are moving um, there is a lot of kind of diary juggling and you know oh uh, am, am I going to be able to make this work so in those periods where it was quiet for me and I was a bit kind of like well what do I do now um I was finding myself sort of immersing myself in my photography, learning to get better with that and, and just exploring new places that I'd never been to before and never seen. So that's, that's kept me um, sort of balanced and, and sane throughout lockdown, really. Fantastic. Thanks. And finally, Lee, the same question to you, what has helped your mental health this year? I think that uh, exercise is amazing, but I think sometimes, I think actually lockdown made me realise that sometimes I can be too obsessive with that as an actor. I can be too, you know, I think um, balance is the best thing for me. So exercising, going to the gym is great, but actually if I'm a bit stressed, don't feel like I have to and actually do some yoga and meditation. And like Sadie said, just connect with nature, I think is one of the most important things. And the other thing I've done recently, because with all the political stuff going on, it can just, you know, the rat race of life can just be so overwhelming that I deleted Twitter off my phone. And uh, honestly, I think getting into arguments with people <laughs> the other side <laughs> of the world about my partner always says to me stop getting into like Brexit conversations with people you don't know so I think deleting Twitter and um, coming offline and getting up in the morning and having a cup of tea and going for a walk and not going on social media is just it just helps me so much it just helps me connect with you know everything that really matters and just not getting just worked up. I think there's so much that works us up. So I think for me, it will be coming off just less of social media is just great for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that is something that we have spoken about a lot on the podcast in that social media, and especially during this time and this year, socials and the internet has been amazing for connecting people um, up until a point. And then social media, for me personally, I've always... Uh, I delete it off my phone. I don't need it on my phone. Yeah. And I feel so much better because if it's on my phone, I'll go and I'll scroll and I'll just scroll and scroll and scroll um, and waste so much time when I could be doing something else. Um, whereas uh, when I take it off my phone, I don't even notice that it's not there. I don't miss it. And uh, a lot of people that we've spoken to in events like this and on the podcast have also said the same thing. So it's clearly something that is quite a, quite a generalized um, idea. But I think just because socials kind of rule our lives a little bit, it's a bit, if, if you're not on social media, people are a bit a bit confused. But um, I think that's oh, good advice. Addictive. It's completely mm. addictive and it ties you in because that's where you get your news from and you're getting your news from, you know, and uh, from like people you don't know and all that. And it's just, it's completely addictive. <laughs> yeah, and, and just to follow up with the mental health aspect of that as well, if you're not in a good place and you are constantly on social media, what you do is you end up comparing yourself to everybody else in there. So these people that are, you know, baking banana breads and seem to be having the best time ever in lockdown. You know, people are comparing themselves to each other in that sense. And I don't think if you're in a particularly uh, good place mentally, that's 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 a good way to spend your time if 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 you're feeling a bit low. Um, so that's I've done the same. I've tried to spend a lot less time on the social media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've had Barbara in the comments uh, say that. Uh, singing is also good for improving mental health at the moment and that's definitely something that I've forgotten I I train in musical theatre and I go for ages and realise that I haven't sung and then you start singing again it's um it's lovely we've got um four minutes left so I'm just going to ask one final question to you all um what is something that you will take away from this year to the future tricky question to maybe find something um but if there is something good or bad or a reflective thing, something that you've learned about yourself this year, about the world this year, that you will take forward into 2021 and beyond. Yes, Lee Knight. I think for me, it's the, um, it's sort of a realisation 
that uh, <laughs> like things are so uncertain. So whatever ambitions and whatever you want to do, whether it's right, direct, produce, there is no time to question whether you're good enough and feel like you're an imposter. And I think we all sort of have, <coughs> have that at times. And I think it's just realizing that um, you've got to get out there and just do whatever makes you happy. And in whatever, in whatever way that is, however you do it, I think it's um, made me realize that, that all the things I, I want to do, I, I'm just going to, you know, go forward and do, and we all, we all should, we all should just have that, that faith because we just don't know what is, what's coming. <coughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Does anyone else have anything that they will be taking forward? I found, I thought I was very lucky just that, you know, being a mum of four kids and that a lot of them leaving home just to have that time to be creative with them. And, you know, we never would have spent three months all locked together and, you know, there's a lot mm. of fights and, and, but a lot of creative things and a lot of positivity, positivity and healing. But, you know, this, this period has given me that time. So I kind of, I, I did, I, I gained a lot from that, but, um, yeah, it was nice to be creative with family. Yeah, that's so lovely. That'll be a really lovely memory for you for this year. Um, anyone else, just before we finish? Just uh, for me personally, it's kind of um, that, that reflection that we've had time to, to, to do and that, you know, when, when the plates are spinning, I, I personally tend to put a hell of a lot of pressure on myself. And actually when things went calm and stood still that pressure wasn't there or there was nothing to feel that pressure and when I looked into it it was completely needless at times and it was just my own doing and actually um it wasn't a productive thing to do so I think there's uh, hopefully going into the next year when things do start moving again I think hopefully I'll have a slightly healthier approach to it all I hope fantastic mm. Anna I was just going to say just to add on at the end just to be kind to everyone give everyone enough time and space that they need you don't know what people are going through just be be careful and be kind to everyone yeah fantastic and I think just to tie that on we always finish with letting people know that they can reach out to us at Industry Minds here for mental health support at any time you can also reach out to the Equity Helpline the film and tv charity Applause for Thought and of course the Samaritans on 116123 um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining me uh, here at Industry Minds. Our guests today have been Sadie Frost, Lee Hunter, Anna, Russell Martin and Lee Knight. Thank you so much for joining in what has been a really, really fantastic conversation. Very much looking forward to putting it out on the Industry Minds podcast so that more people can hear it and hear your words of wisdom for today. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Industry Minds. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can reach us on our email, which is info at industryminds.co.uk. For all counselling inquiries, please email mary at industryminds.co.uk. You can find us on social media. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at industrymindsuk. There you can keep up to date with all our latest announcements. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.